0: Episode of Less is the New More, where we explore interior design inspiration that allows us to be more ourselves at home. I'm Ash. And I'm Claire. And on today's episode, we're going to be discussing biophilic design where nature and interiors leave an everlasting impression. <laughs> No, you didn't. <laughs> Leaf in leaves. I was, so, <laughs> I was so proud of that when I wrote my intro. Oh my. I promise you that is the only pun I am doing today. Oh. So yes, we're going to unpack biophilic design and its place in our interiors. And then following that, I am going to fess up to my own design disaster Oh, that didn't take place at the beginning of my career, but took place last week. So Great. I'm gonna throw that one your way to Great. end us. But before we get into all of that, how yes. are you, Claire? Yes, going
1: well. How am I? What have I been doing?
0: I feel like I've been
1: very busy the last you have couple been of weeks. Busy, busy gal. Lots of things going on, lots yep. of things in the work realm and the personal realm. All fabulously fun stuff. So yeah, just kind of getting my head wrapped around. Yeah all the things at the moment.
0: Yeah, nice. Sometimes I feel like all of that comes in one go in life. Yeah. Like you're cruising, you've got your all your schedules, you're all organised and then all of a sudden it's like bang, bang, bang and you have to readjust.
1: All the things in life all at once. Yeah, Yeah. I do feel like that because often, well, I shouldn't say often, lately, I haven't been doing too much in my spare time. Like Mm. My weekends haven't Mm. been that full and I've been filling them with work Mm. things. But this weekend, for the first time in a long time, I had lots of fun things on. This gal was a busy bee. I really was. I had like a... Lunch with dear friends mm-hmm. who one of the one of my good girlfriends is getting married. So all the bridesmaids all got
0: together on the <gasps> That's weekend. right, I need to see a photo of that. Yes.
1: Mm. So that was a lot of fun on Saturday and then Nick's parents were actually over here on Saturday mm. night. I missed the dinner, but I was there afterwards for yeah, chocolate, nice. you know, for dessert. For of the course good Yeah, exactly. I missed dessert. Yeah. And then on Sunday went to the football with there was like twenty of us at the football because it was my husband's two hundredth game. So, I know. Isn't yay. that
0: unbelievable? So well done, Nick. We- Props to
1: you. Cup, cup, yeah. Cup. yeah. So um, I should say he umpires. So he's umpired 200 AFL games. So well yeah, we had like a big thing at the G. It was just a lot of fun. Oh, we of had course. a great time. It was like really wholesome because mm. everyone was so genuinely mm. proud of him and
0: not really. So they should be.
1: Yeah, but not really something that you get to really like basking in adult life. I feel like you do for things like graduation, but I don't know what else you kind of stamp with a big milestone other than, of course, like weddings, babies, that sort of thing. But career-wise, you don't necessarily celebrate those things. Yeah, so I So it was really agree. nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah, really We've got to nice. celebrate more. Yeah, That's but what...
1: it does mean that it's the first time in a long time I've actually had a social life and mm. I'm a bit exhausted now. Yeah, fair
0: enough. <laughs> Nick's, Nick's all hidden away, not feeling well. But like. He is.
1: He's really sick. So <laughs> I've managed to dodge that bullet, yeah. thankfully, for now anyway. Anyway,
0: what about you? What's been going on? Not a whole lot. Really? The huge. I do have a question that I wanted to bring Ooh. to... Pot. Okay. Because Give it to us. I am so confused as to what happened to me last night. Oh. So, Ben and I are old people. And like to go to bed at like, like I'm in bed by 9pm doing yeah. my like nighttime routine. I yeah. do some reading, I do some journaling, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, like lights out at 9.30. Yeah. That's my life. Yeah, And I'm fine with it. I'm right there with you. I don't think it's, it's an old thing. <laughs> We're spring chicken. <laughs> so you two of us are just old. My <laughs> friends are like, what? They're up at like 11.30pm still doing their thing. Yeah. Doing what? You can't, can't achieve don't anything at no, that hour. I certainly can't. No. So, yes, lights out, 9.30 p.m. And yes. these days, I'm a sleeper within five minutes of my head hitting the pillow. Great. Quite an achievement of mine That's that I've worked so on. so good. Yes. Yeah, so, I am well or truly asleep. And then at 10.30 p.m., our intercom starts going off. And our intercom is the most obnoxious noise. It's like, meh. Like, it's disgusting. It starts, like, going off but someone's just out there pressing the button and not removing their finger from it.
1: That is so annoying. So
0: Ben and I like jump up rightfully because we're like, what the heck? Did you even know what
1: it was? To no, it took me like yeah. a second, because
0: we were both asleep. It took me like a second. And I was like, well, go answer it. I'm not getting up, Ben. <laughs> go away, <laughs> Off <so> it. <laughs> go answer it So he picks up the intercom, but because the person's not removing their finger from oh. the button, they can't hear him be like, hello, hello, hello. So oh my goodness. to stop this from going, we need to go outside. But I didn't want Ben going out there alone because what is going on? Yeah, so fair I needed enough. to You're there for, backup, there
1: for backup. I'm there for backup. The muscle, yes. Ben's bringing the muscle. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now to paint you all a picture, I'm a dressing gown kind of gal. Like yes. I love getting up and throwing my big woolly dressing gown. Me too. Like, what
1: colour is yours? Can mine's you please describe blue. it?
0: Great. Mine's a blue jersey material with like lots of fluff on the inside. So the outside's like kind of looks like a jumper material, and the inside's like. Fluff. Great, I love this for you. So I throw this on with my UGG boots. Ben fully got changed. Like
1: he, <laughs> oh, he's committed. He's committed. probably better than going out like in ins- his <laughs> yeah.
0: undies. Yeah, I'm just, you know, if the wind blows, you're all getting a show. Kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. So we go out there, and there's this car that's like diagonally parked. Like it looks like it's crashed into our gate with its hazards on. So I start thinking, oh, this makes sense. Somebody's crashed. They're trying to get a call for help. Yeah. So I get my phone out and put triple zero in. I hadn't pressed the call button, but I put triple zero in.
1: Thinking I'm here to save Mm -hmm. lives. Good thing Ben bought the muscle. (laughs) Good thing I'm in my dressing gown. like keep someone
0: warm. So I we're looking for this person and then all of a sudden so the way that our set of units i live in a set of units is set up there's two entrances you can go in this guy comes out of the first entrance and like points at ben super aggressively and he's like are you ashley so i freeze behind the car i was like there's a man looking for me at 10:30 at night ben's like no i'm not ashley why are you looking for her And he's like, I've been ringing this bell, quite aggressive. Like, I've been ringing this bell for 30 minutes. Um, And Ben was like, okay, we haven't. Yeah, because
1: we've been listening to it. (laughs) It hasn't been 30
0: minutes. minutes. (laughs) And he's like, I need to find her. Unit 5, Unit 5, where's Ashley? So I pop out and I was like, I'm Ashley. Hello. (laughs) It's like a little magic show. (laughs) Here I am. (laughs) Because I've been hiding behind the car. And then he goes, can you sign for this, please? And pulls out shampoos that I ordered online he's come and delivered these what at 10 30 at night so aggressively and Ben and I are still so confused so then Ben's like hang on mate like it's 10 30 p.m what are you doing is this normal do people that, deliver at this time
1: that can't be normal like, was it not. a known delivery company yeah, or just like, like a backyard random guy
0: no it was like a relative like i have had deliveries from them in the past what is going on it's almost like he forgot he was supposed to deliver things he's like
1: found it at the back of his car and gone oh
0: shit yeah and that he's that like there. marked it as deli- i don't know what has happened but yeah you can't be delivering at that hour you cannot be delivering i at that reckon hour.
1: that it should align with
0: Business hours,
1: yeah, like the post, within Australia Post. yeah, kind of come five six o'clock. That's yep. it. Yes. It's all wrapped up. That's
0: what you would expect. Got to do it tomorrow. Oh, I that is
1: so wild. I what would have happened if you didn't answer though? I,
0: I think, think he, he would have come. Do? I think he would have come absolutely knocking. I think he had made a mistake and had marked it as delivered or something, <sighs> oh. and it needed to be delivered. Like he yeah. was quite aggressive and quite.
1: Very wrong, like tactic to be taking. Oh my
0: <laughs> gosh, boy did I write a strongly worded Particularly at that letter.
1: hour, I'm sure you wouldn't have been quite like as frightened and taken aback if this was at two p.m. No. that he was being aggressive. No, uh, I mean terrible behaviour for anyone at
0: any time. Yeah, but particularly at that and hour, I, and because we were both genuinely couldn't believe it had happened I was then kicking myself after because I should have said to him like what is your issue like yeah why are you here what are you doing doing? (laughs) and why have you crashed into our gate yeah like there was still did he actually crash into it his car was most certainly like up against like I wouldn't have been surprised if he had crashed the gate
1: Oh, my goodness. Because it was
0: so close and so, like, he was half up a curb, Like, he hadn't pulled in correctly. He'd just, like, sped up. He's not, like,
1: gently done this. No.
0: wow, What an experience. What an experience. So, I want to know if there is anyone out there that feels like 10.30pm deliveries are normal. Because at that time, you are groggy and you're not thinking straight.
1: No, you're really not. (laughs) This reminds me, can I tack on a story of my own to the back of your story?
0: We know from last week we're all about tacking on stories here and
1: there. (laughs) Just building them up and up and up. So uh, maybe like two years ago now, before we'd moved out of our house to renovate. So we're in this house, but old version. And we've always had an alarm system in this house. But we've never used it because when we bought the house, I don't know why, they just never gave us the codes or instructions or how to use it or anything like that. Sure, we could have figured it out. but It was we were one of like, those
0: fake well, ones that was just stuck on the wall so people yeah. would get scared I and mean, didn't it actually do anything.
1: <laughs> well, it could have been. But on a certain night, I found out that that was not true because – so we've never used it. It's just – off like the interface if you flipped it open the little light would come on but other than that never used so I've woken up in the middle of the night to a beep in the house like just a consistent beep and I'm half asleep I'm
0: at dressing gown no I don't think I would have gone
1: that far so I've explored out in the hallway and I'm like oh no the alarm what's up with it like something's going on with this alarm, it's beeping all of a sudden. Shit. Obviously, if I was within my right mind, I wouldn't have touched it. Like, why would I touch that? I don't know how it works. I don't know any of the codes. It's never been turned on. It's never been used before. Why do I think it's a good idea at whatever ridiculous hour when I've woken up to start touching it? But I think it's a good idea. So I start touching it and I'm just like pressing buttons on it. <laughs>
0: you don't know the code, but you're like, yeah, if I press random buttons, this should fix yeah, the beeping. it'll stop it from beeping.
1: No, instead I just armed it. So then it's like, wee-oh, wee like completely going off. At least in we know house. it's not fake. So we know it's not yeah, fake. Yeah, it's real. Now. So on that night, figured out that it was real. And then Nick, of course, is bounded out of bed, and he's like, "What is going on?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Like, I don't know why I've done this. Like, why am I here? Why am I pressing the button? <laughs> what time is it? Is this real?
0: <laughs> I'm like, where are, are my pants? What am
1: I doing? Like, why was I doing that? Anyway, so now it's going off, and obviously. It's so loud and it's in the depth of the night. Waking up the neighbours. Really. It's in touchy territory here. Yeah. So all I have done is run outside to the meter board and just switched everything
0: off. I'm like, (laughs) I'm just going to switch all the power off. I don't know what's happening. It's better to live in the dark than live through this. (laughs) Exactly right. I mean, it fixed it. I was like,
1: problem solved. The only problem is
0: thinking Claire. I now
1: cannot turn any power on because that thing's just going to go, go off, off
0: again Is instantly. that how it works? Where, Yeah is that how it works?
1: Well I didn't try it no, that I night.
0: Good, good job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it was also in the depths of winter so then the next day when we've actually woken up at a reasonable hour actually no I need to go back because then I've gone through this whole ordeal only to figure out the beeping is continuing because the beeping had nothing to do with the alarm system it was just the the little fire alarm that just needed some new
0: batteries stop it do you know what this reminds so bad. me of have you seen the episode of friends where phoebe's uh, like fire alarm is like beeping constantly no and she's like, i mean trying, i would have yeah she's trying to disarm it. it and she like pulls it down and puts it in a blanket and like puts it down the garbage chute and it like and it still just keeps, keeps going going. It keeps going this is your real life
1: it really like, was moment.
0: which the fire
1: alarm needing new batteries makes so much more sense (laughs) than the house alarm that I've never used before.
0: But things that, (laughs) like when you're groggy, nothing makes sense it did not make sense at all oh it's almost as if I didn't wake up
1: until the alarm was going off yes. and I'm standing there going what have I done why am I
0: here we could honestly <laughs> I think we could do a whole series on things that you've done when you're groggy yes because oh, I think that's I have a few future episodes. yeah 100% right new segment yeah oh, oh it's goodness. on I love oh. it so oh. there you go. Two nighttime stories to just oh, take just us into gear. Our little night owl activities. Well, let's get into what we're here to talk about. Yes. Which is biophilic design. Because believe it or not, we're not here to talk about <laughs> what we'll we not. get up to at nighttime. <laughs> This week we've decided not to digress to the same extent as last week. <laughs> it hasn't gone well so far, but <laughs> let's try and rein it in. <laughs> My favourite part of last week's episode was when you were like, oh, we're 15 minutes in and we had done nothing <laughs> but gas." I
1: know. Well, I mean, we're along the same re- um, vein Ooh, today. All so
0: right. Biophilic <laughs> design, chip-chop-chop. <laughs> Basically, I'm going to give you all a bit of an understanding on what biophilic design is, if you yep. haven't heard the term before. This is something that Claire and I have touched on in the last, can you believe this is episode 23? It is. How not? So in the past 22 episodes, I think biophilic design has probably been talked about seven or eight times. It has. It's come up
1: organically quite often, mm. but never necessarily been labelled as biophilic yes. design.
0: So I'm going to give you the like 25 words or less definition oh, so that people great. have she's got a word count on I've it i got too. a word count i wonder how many words it actually <laughs> is i don't know how to check these things biophilic design focuses on creating a calming space with a visual connection with nature while improving well-being health and productivity so essentially it's it is does focus quite a lot on the visual aspect mm-hmm. so it's so that you're able to see nature embrace nature in your interiors but it also touches a lot more on just okay two meters away from me i can see a plant there's also things like smells and sounds and all of that incorporated into what makes up biophilic design yeah if you're listening to this podcast and you kind of go i want to have a really good visual as to Mm. what biophilic design is look up apple park in california so it is wildly regarded as one of the leading examples of biophilic design because basically it's a donut shaped building and all everything that's in the hole of the donut is like a park. It's nature, it's got yeah. waterfalls, it's got places for you to sit. But everywhere you are internally, you can see this park that is on its inner hole. Yeah. Ooh, I shouldn't have said inner hole. I mean it was innocent
1: enough, but now now it's not.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know how to come back from that. <laughs> Anyway, look it up if you want to know. A <laughs> we'll good put it in the show notes. Yes, if you want a good reference. Notes. So, that's basically biophilic design. Yes.
1: It's um, also – it's come from an extension of the theory of biophilia. So, biophilia suggests that humans possess an innate mm. tendency to seek connection with nature, mm. which, of course, makes perfect sense because for all of our, like, history – We have always been living in amongst nature. It's only in recent times that we've had more of a disconnect Mm. from our natural environment where we're spending more and more time indoors. Like We're spending 90% of our time indoors Mm. now. So with the introduction of technology, we've now had this disconnect. So because of that disconnect, it's like biophilic design is now more relevant than ever before because we've never really had to think about it. But now we actually have to be quite conscious so that we don't just cocoon ourselves inside never to know what the hell is going on on the outside.
0: Yeah, and I guess even when you think about lifestyles, like when we were younger, you played outside. Yeah. That is just what you did but it's not really like parents having to fight their kids now to encourage them to play yeah. outside because there's so much technology and other like instant gratification things that they can be doing Yeah. that doesn't encourage them to go outside or we gym instead of run outside or yeah. play sports. Yeah,
1: we're going back indoors exactly to right. do something that we used to seek yeah. outdoors for. Things that
0: you got when you were younger like team sports and all of that mm. where you were constantly outside in nature, the older you get, the less it's not the less accessibility you have to them but your life priorities change and you're not doing things like team sports and you're very rarely going outside yeah and you really have to make time to do it we make time to go on hikes and we make Mm. time to do all of that but if you don't you are really spending almost 100 percent of your time indoors yeah you go out for dinner with your friends you're really indoors yeah you work indoors unless you're a Trade or something exciting, which we're not. Like, there's just so much of your life that is ingrained between four walls Mm. that I don't even think you really realize you've lost touch with nature until you do and how often do you hear people say like oh my weekend was so nice I got outside and got some fresh air or I switched off because I was out in nature.
1: Yeah or going on a holiday where you spend the whole holiday at the beach near Mm. the beach going for hikes going for big long luxurious walks because you don't have anything else planned into your schedule Yeah, and it just like fills your cup back up.
0: 100%
1: yeah we've not necessarily had to be so conscious about it Mm -mm. before and the more our cities get built up mm-hmm. and the more we live within those built-up mm-hmm. environments the less outdoor open mm. spaces we have available to yeah. us and the more we become enclosed yeah it's only getting more and more we're like going inward more, exactly. and, more and more and more rather Especially, than going outward
0: yeah living in such a built-up environment like melbourne mm. which is a concrete jungle yeah. beautiful in its own way like i think there is Much to be said about the beauty of a city. Oh, me too. Can
1: I just touch on Mm. randomly, I really love the look of like the docks with the shipping containers. Yes. I know that that is such a weird thing. No. But I really love that sort of thing. Not at all natural, no. <laughs> not at all. But, <laughs> but really gets me going. So intriguing about yes. it and when you see like the cranes lifting them off and like tetrising mm. them around. Yeah, but almost the definition of like a concrete jungle. And oh, I really and enjoy
0: for it. It. <laughs> for it. I do. I mean, you're kind of out in nature. You're in by the water, like watching it happen. <laughs> I guess. Yeah there's, yeah. there's a tiny
1: element mm. of it. Sure. Sure.
0: As I was researching this topic, I tried to have a little bit of a think about why is it so important for us Mm. to connect with nature? And I don't think I really got to the bottom of it, but something that I felt like referenced my life at the moment, Mm. about two weeks ago, I could really feel my brain was starting to get quite overwhelmed. Mm. There are a lot of different things going on. I'm wearing a lot of hat, my fingers in like 45 pies at Mm -hmm. the moment, which Mm -hmm. is great. But it comes with kind of that chaos in your mind. And Ben had said to me, like, okay, well, what can we do? And I could quite instantly say to him, I need to get out of the city Mm. just one night. I actually need to go somewhere. I need to remove myself from the situation and just be in nature. And we went and stayed in a place in Phillip Island where the whole back of the house was glass and you could just see paddocks for days. Like greenery and trees. And I would say it was an instantaneous switch in my mind. Mm. I felt like I was taking deeper breaths. I felt like my shoulders had relaxed. And I thought, really, the reason it was, was I wasn't around like beeping or tram noises Mm. or like just that constant chaos that happens within the city environment. Very open and expansive rather than closed. Yeah. It's quite the opposite. It is. It encourages your mind to slow down. Mm. And so if we can incorporate that into our daily interiors, I think we're going to get a balance instead of going every six weeks, I need to get a night away. Yeah. You're actually creating balance in your life to be able to continually live. I don't know if live is the right word, but... You're not burning out, getting a break, coming back, burning out, getting a break.
1: Going from like this Mm push-pull to something a little bit more consistent. Yeah,
0: exactly right.
1: More flow. Yeah. Yeah. And I
0: think it's more than just throwing a few plants around your house.
1: So much so. Whereas a lot of the research I found, they talk very heavily about biophilic design being so conscious from day dot Mm. rather than just popping a few things into your house to kind of counteract it after the thought it is a lot of I'm going to use the example of in Bali if you think of Bali huts and Mm. villas in like the rainforest Mm. that kind of terrain how they're up on stilts they're usually made from timber and vines and to look at it it's very much a part of the natural landscape it's quite open it doesn't necessarily have glasses glass or doors or all that sort of stuff that is quite literally what encompasses biophilic design is the fact that it's been nature has been so well thought out mm. and very considered within the structure rather than building a home and then being like ooh. Maybe I should put a plant here or there. Yeah, exactly which,
0: right.
1: It's all on a spectrum, right? That works too. Right? If you've got to incorporate something into your home afterwards as an afterthought, there is room for it. But generally speaking, biophilic design starts a lot earlier than that. I have one little quote that I really loved. I wish I actually put the source there. Oh. Sorry, don't know who Liz is this. associated to, not my words. So I read that if we think about design as creatively solving the puzzle of look, feel and function, then biophilic design turns to nature for solutions.
0: Oh, I love that. too. Yeah, it's
1: really looking to how nature solves problems and what we can learn from the natural environment that... You know, has been around a lot longer than we have exactly. and how it continues to corrode and decay mm. only to bring back new life so how we can do that within our homes mm. which when you think about it that is the continuous cycle of mm. us and the continuous cycle of our homes mm. that yes we may renovate or build new but the second it's been lived in for one day That's the start of the life cycle of it going, you know, starting to decay and going back the other way. So how can we kind of aid in that process so that we don't have to continuously be upgrading and replacing? How can we kind of work with it more so to nurture that natural process, I suppose?
0: For me, biophilic design started becoming at the forefront of my mind during covid And where I started really questioning how we designed or how we approached, I guess, our health and design was when all of the lockdown hotels were ones that you couldn't open the windows, all the quarantine hotels, you couldn't open the windows. And I started thinking about how claustrophobic that would make me feel. Now I don't suffer with claustrophobia, but... The concept of not having access to fresh air Mm. for a two-week period, something about it makes you curl over. Yeah. It's a very confronting
1: feeling. Yeah, you just instinctively know that is not the way we're meant to live.
0: No. And Mm. I started to really think through, okay, well, what is it? And you start to think about fresh air and the way that fresh air improves, like, your health Mm. and your mind even things like it gives you access to the sound of birds, rain, mm. wind, all of those things mm. which encourage like a healthier space for you to live in. Mm. And that's really where it started unraveling for me where you, you can kind of not stop. You go, okay, well then what other elements do I want to bring in? Yeah, I thi- Fresh air to me is almost number one, like having elements in your space that can open and close that you can get that feeling of like movement through your house because there are times where you get that kind of fresh bit of air yeah, come through
1: movement stop it from being stale yep. and stagnant Yeah, and it
0: helps center you as well how often do you feel kind of that wind in your hair yeah where you're yeah. like okay cool there's i don't know, quite know if centered is the right feeling but it does give you kind of a prompt to like take a big deep yes. breath and i agree it
1: Recenters kind of gives you a fresh start, I suppose. Mm. Because how often are you sitting at your desk and thinking, oh, I'm just not getting anywhere. I just need some fresh air. And you just wander outside outside, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, that makes such a difference. Take a little
0: stroll around the block.
1: Yeah. So I. Also had that as my like top of my priority list. Yes, if we can incorporate fresh air, and as you say, even if it's just an opening window, like (laughs) let's get something in. But then to go further than that is to try and incorporate: how do we get cross drafts within our homes? Mm -hmm. How can we let more air in Mm -hmm. in summer than in winter? All those sorts of things. It can run really deep, but it can, on the other side of the spectrum, be very simple that let's ensure that we have opening windows and that we utilize them
0: exactly right you can feel the difference between stale air and fresh air as well you can walk into a room you know how often do you say to yourself like oh we need to let some fresh air into this like you can feel the difference and so ben and i try to open our windows even when it's cold not when we're in but for like an hour a day open all our windows the house gets freezing for a little bit but There is that get
1: some movement in there, exactly right. Change of energy, even
0: Mm. that outdoor, indoor, outdoor living that is such a prominent part of design. Mm. Really started from trying to make our interiors bigger. But Mm. how great is it to be able to open up all your doors at the back, get Mm. some fresh air in, get some sunlight in, really feel that you're connected with that outside Mm. world. All you're doing is just opening a door it's not really that difficult to kind Mm. of create that environment in your house Mm.
1: the first step is near being conscious that that will change the feeling change your connection to your interiors as soon as you're conscious of it then you can start to take those steps Mm. to just open a window, open a door, just to draw that connection to the outside world. And generally speaking, you of course want to be connecting to something. It's quite different. I'm sure if you're living in like say an apartment block in the middle of the city and you're opening a door just to hear the busy street. And I'm sure that that is quite different in comparison to opening up and hearing birds or something like that. But the sheer fact that you just get that movement through, mm. it's got to make a difference.
0: There, sure, there's a difference between being able to hear like birds and wind and rain and whatnot Mm. i do think though you are achieving the same thing by opening up let's say you do live in the city and Mm. you open up your windows or your balcony and you hear the trams and you hear people moving Mm. it's that connection to community yeah that's so so true a lot of people will do that when they're like i just need to feel like there is something going on around me i'm Mm. not in this alone you're in an apartment building with Probably a thousand other people. Mm. I th- it still does achieve that same thing where you kind of open up and you have that connection to something. Yes, that's to the core what I believe biophilic biophilic design is. Yes. It is a connection to something greater mm. than yourself. Yes. Now the health benefits benefits of plants and of fresh air and of water, all of those things. far more than a a banging tram yes but they do achieve a very similar thing of feeling connected to something greater than yeah the four walls of your home
1: yes I love that idea and we are social beings I
0: was just thinking in my head I wonder what would happen if just everybody in an apartment got a budgie (laughs) a budgie yeah just to get their like chip 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 (laughs) chip 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 chip. (laughs) everyone could get like a little budgie (laughs) anyway don't get a budgie I haven't had one since I was about 12 years old I've never had one but we (gasps) do actually
1: at my family home they have lots of canaries and finches
0: yeah beautiful yeah budgies are like the cheap The cheap, (laughs) the poor person's canary. Canary, We had a budgie growing up that was actually my sister. She's going to kill me for saying this, but my sister should be banned from every now. Pet stores in general should be banned, but they. She should be banned from every pet store on the planet. She really wanted a budgie, so my parents bought her one, and she neglected this budgie so much that it broke free by creating like a hole between. You know how you've got like the the bars, the bars. It like literally spread apart the bars until it could fly out and it flew away. Oh my goodness. Yeah, because no, she didn't want my sister as its master anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so it just took control of its own life. It was like, screw it this. Did. It was like, <laughs> this place sucks. It, look, my sister was a bad budgie owner. Oh no. What was the budgie's name? Oh, I would never clue. Was oh. like, it wasn't my budgie. Oh. It was
1: obviously neglected by the whole family. It like was, if you don't even remember the name, come it was on. blue and
0: white. That's what I remember. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, "Was that his name? Blue and white?"
0: <laughs> it was blue and white color. I had
1: but, I had a teddy bear when I was growing up. My favorite teddy bear, which was pink and white, and its name oh. was Pinky whitey
0: Oh, original. Absolutely original. I know. You should not so be that's interested.
1: where I thought you were going with the budgie. Oh my, like, bluey whitey.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Don't name your kid something like that. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs>
1: oh, comes
0: out with jaundice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Okay, so we've <laughs> got Moving the on. importance of fresh air. What mm. are some other things that we think are important in biophilic design? Hit me with something
1: incorporating natural materials Mm -hmm. within your home. So whether that be things like timber or incorporating pieces with like a maker's touch, those objects are so important to incorporate inside the home, because they reflect the outside of our home and we can have that connection. Again, back to that connection, with nature and having some sort of connection to you know where things came from and all that sort of stuff so i mean timber i think is a big one to have within your home and there's something so beautiful and tactile about having exposed timber within your home that you mm. can you know touch and really tactile tactilely that's not the right word tactly
0: tactilely connect with <laughs> tactile
1: a tactile connection yeah okay there we go a tactile connection i think Good think you're here you can kind of go then where does it stop so bringing those natural materials into your finishes within the home to the pieces that you incorporate mm. and of course then it spreads to like plants having mm. indoor plants within your spaces as well as having access to eyesight of outdoor plants and just nature in general to incorporate just different colours and textures and all of that within your home?
0: Something I've been battling with for the past probably four months is the balance between incorporating natural materials into your home Mm And being mindful of the environment. Yes. Oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's a really tough one Mm. and I don't have the answer. So, Mm. I'm just saying that this is my issue and leaving it there. And what prompted this for me was Claire and I went to a um, stone supplier, Mm. a natural stone supplier a couple of months ago. And we were walking through and we looked at one particular stone and said, oh, wow, you know, we've always loved Mm. this kind of blah, blah, blah. And they mentioned that it was going extinct Mm. and... When you break it down to the core and you understand that stone is, we always say, like, let's think about silica and let's on all these man made stones and how they're bad for you and you should go natural stone. Not often do we think about the implications of stone doesn't regenerate itself.
1: Yeah, we're not planting more stone. We're not planting
0: more stone. And once mm. it's cut from our surface, there's no going back. Mm. And that can be um, applied to every natural material yes that we are not replanting at a rate that we are using yeah and it's a really fine line between how much do we incorporate because it's good for us mm. and how much do we toe the line between okay well our environment can't keep up with our consumerism mm. and it plays on every piece of material even all your man made materials still use yes. an element of the natural world but it's it's a really difficult one to wrap it your head is. around yeah and know what to do with like i don't know what to do with that piece of information is
1: just a vicious cycle <laughs> it's a never-ending
0: loop that just goes on mm-hmm. and on and on this is a song that never ends <laughs> that? add it to the album yeah. <laughs> so in, in saying that when you're designing your home mm. i do want people to understand yes biophilic design is very beneficial for yourself and i mm. encourage elements of it wholeheartedly mm. I want people to also understand the impact of what it is doing Mm. to our nature as Mm. well and toe the line between incorporating it into your home in the best way you can Mm. and with that it might be creating your own ecosystem outside. So planting things that are going to grow instead of consuming inside your home. And so those kinds of things, if you create an absolute banging landscape, outside yes. and had that real indoor outdoor feel yeah, that you're
1: looking at that then becomes a part of your indoors exactly rather that. than chopping down trees to yeah make furniture out of it something and like
0: I, that. yeah and i think that there's a place for both yeah there is it's so hard it, it? It, it's so yeah. difficult and so i th- i i do encourage maybe if you're taking from you look at how you could add to So, okay, we're taking from to create natural um, products in my kitchen. Beautiful because it is better for your health. It's better Mm. for the stonemasons' health. It is Mm. more recyclable. There's so many benefits. But in saying that, I'm then going to plant outside and I'm going to create a veggie patch garden or I'm going to do those things that can kind of help that consumerism cycle. Yeah, a little bit
1: of give and take. A bit of give and take with it. Which I think can be easier said than done sometimes.
0: 100%. (laughs) I've got a, like, I don't have a backyard to plant. Like I've got a concrete slab outside. So yeah, yeah it, it is a difficult one. You've got to find some balance. Mm. And we had even talked about that home a couple of weeks ago that had that room in it that was wall plants. Yes. And yep. so maybe it's about introducing those kinds of things where you can create some vertical gardens inside your home or mm. um, something really on trend at the moment, which I'm not sure I 100% vibe with, but your splashback is actually a herb garden. Yes. So... Things like that. I wonder if there are those little elements that we can bring in mm. to kind of make ourselves a little bit more self-sufficient using nature, which does kind of, which is biophilic design. There is, are those elements there. Yeah, mm-hmm. trying to understand how we can
1: be more at one mm. with the natural environment.
0: The next one I'm going to go with is introduce the sound of running water. Yes, which is a really interesting one because. As I say it, I need to pee. Yeah, of course. Because I I kind of think (laughs) about that like niggling noise. Yeah. But when I break it down, I go to sleep every night with either the sound of rain coming from Mm. my Google Home. Yeah. Or brown noise, which is a very similar pitch to something like running water. And there are so many studies to say that it can give you stress relief, anxiety relief, increased concentration, which is what helps you sleep. Mm Natural meditation assistance, increased feelings of relaxation, noise control, like there's all these kind of perks to it just by introducing that sound. Yes. Now, you may not need to do it through an actual water fountain or we're not telling you to turn your kitchen tap on and leave it (laughs) forever. (laughs) But even just having those sounds in, I would wonder whether it does create that environment for yourself that – Makes you feel connected to the outside, even if you can't quite get there. So maybe that is a really useful thing for an uh, an apartment setup. Is just having that noise kind of always, maybe not always going, but but you'd think so
1: because if you had something outdoors, then of course it's always in the background. You might just be able to hear it, but then when you open the doors, let the fresh Mm. air in, you're also letting that in Mm. too. Like there's something so refreshing about Mm. that. Let's live the dream here. Would be if we're living on the ocean oh, and that's yeah. when you'd open up those beautiful doors and you'd just yeah. be hearing the crashing Sand waves, waves in <laughs> yeah when the that
0: crashing waves so nice
1: but until then maybe it's just on your google homes
0: <laughs> i guess to wrap us up because we haven't really given you this is practically what we, you should do Mm. I think really it's just about being mindful any way you design. Yeah, Taking a step back and going, have I introduced nature here? Mm. What soundscapes am I doing? Have a little bit of a play on all of those things. Maybe you can over the next couple of weeks play on as soon as you get up on the TV, you put soundscapes on, you open a window, try and be really mindful and aware of what feelings nature gives you mm. pluck away the ones that are going to give you the most benefit and start introducing them into your home Yeah, and see what it does for you
1: yeah I like the idea of figuring out the connection to nature that really speaks mm-hmm. to you because it could look different Mm -hmm. my connection compared to your connection Mm -hmm. so it's really about taking that personal approach to what works for you and just trying to incorporate it more into our homes rather than less yes let's not take those elements away let's add those ones in
0: i am going to end us on my own design disaster.
1: Oh, I'm so here for this. Give it to us.
0: Now, this isn't a design disaster where I've put something in and it hasn't worked. Yes. This is a design disaster where apparently I just didn't think at all. <laughs> so, so, Oh, one of those. Yeah, Got one it. Of, one yeah. of those ones. So, Tove has recently moved into a new studio space. Yes,
1: which, beautiful. Oh, thank you. It's Stun. a work in
0: progress. And like I said in last week's episode, it does not look the way that I want it to. Nor is it going to for about six months because I'm going to take my time. Yes. One of the things in there that looked exactly the way that I wanted it to was a mirror. Mm-hmm. It was basically a mirror I had on loan because mm-hmm. it was about a three dollars $4,000 mirror. And this sister's not purchasing a three right. $4,000 mirror. Yeah. It was 2.4 metres tall. Like it was a beauty.
1: Stunning. Now big beca- boy. Yes,
0: it was a big boy. Now, because it was on loan, at some point these things come to an end, and yes. this mirror came to an end quicker Aww, than I had expected and got so taken sad. away from me. Yeah. Yes, but once I had seen the space with a mirror, I, I, it needed to be. Yeah, in.
1: you can't unsee. You that. can't unsee yeah. it.
0: Now, I was not about to spend four thousand dollars on a mirror, so I was looking within a specific budget. Yeah. Now, generally, for a large full length mirror, you're looking anywhere between eight hundred to a thousand dollars. I was doing a lot of research i went in and out of some mirror stores wasn't really feeling settled on the price and then came across this store that was selling them for half price spot on this almost the size i wanted the look and feel i wanted everything about it i was Mm -hmm. like beautiful Now, me being me, I want to lay eyes on this mirror before I purchase it. Mm. But it's an hour away from my studio and my house. Mm -hmm. So I get up early. I drive the hour to this warehouse, look at the mirror, go, yep, beautiful. This is what I want it to be. Pay the price. They didn't bring up anything about delivery. Mm. I purchased the mirror and, and they didn't say anything about delivery. And so I asked. I was like, oh, well, what about delivery? And she was like, no, 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 it'll fit in your car. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, right. <laughs> How do you know what kind of car I drive? That was the thing. <laughs> She was so confident and I was like, okay, so I bring my car around. No, it doesn't fit oh, in no. the car. And I had, when I had inquired about the mirror, I had made an assumption about delivery. Mm. It had said delivery options available. Yes. <laughs> Not realising the option was put it in your car and take it home. Oh, the delivery option is... Put it in your own vehicle.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the delivery option. It's for you to deliver. That's the option.
0: (laughs) I have already purchased this mirror. Yeah, you've committed. I've committed to the mirror now. I have to drive the one hour home to rent a van, get my husband because I can't carry this mirror myself, drive all the way back to this mirror store, get the mirror in and then drive all the way back to the studio one hour away and unload it and put it up and I-
1: So it's been a four hour drive, just two from, two from, yep. plus a car hire in between. Plus a car hire,
0: <laughs> all because I, I didn't clarify the oh details. No. And the most disappointing part would have to be like it, I unpacked it and I looked at it and I thought, it's just not the 2.4 meter tall oh mirror. No. But I guess my design disaster in it is more that I just didn't clarify what they meant by delivery options. And
1: how easily that can happen. Yeah. And it happens all the time when you're redecorating, renovating, Mm -hmm. sourcing materials, Mm -hmm. how quickly these sorts of things add up.
0: Get your facts straight, people. It (laughs) was still cheaper than me purchasing a $1,000 mirror with the delivery and – Look, my time, I was kind of like, oh, I could do with a semi-day off. So, it was kind of that for me. But I couldn't believe that I did a total of four hours worth of driving for this mirror. For one mirror. For one mirror. So, look, if you come into my studio, you need to take a selfie in this mirror. I feel like I need to hug it. Yes. You can hug it today. You're coming (laughs) in today. You can hug it today. Yeah, I'll give it a cuddle. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, I think my advice here is get all your information before you drive around Melbourne (laughs) delivering your own products. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Anyway. So good. So, that brings us to the end of this episode. It does. Do you know what else it brings us to the end of? What's that, Ash? Our season. <laughs> it does, yeah. Season one is season done. Season one, yeah. Claire we've gone
1: I... for 23 episodes 23, in season one. It was... Boom. Six months worth, knocked out of the park.
0: Absolute big boy. Claire and yeah. I are going to take a break.
1: We are. We deserve it. We do, mm-hmm. yeah. Don't we ever. So, we've actually got our Lesnar... Uh, drinks night tonight Mm -hmm. so that is very exciting and feels like it ties up the start of the year in a nice neat little Mm. bow and then we're going to give ourselves a couple of weeks to really research the shit out of everything and come back with amazing content and subjects for you guys so if there is anything specifically that you want us to talk about Mm -hmm. or any subjects that uh, are burning desires that you think that we mm-hmm. really need to cover let us know mm-hmm. hit us up on our instagram the new more dot podcast mm-hmm. and we will incorporate that into our planning for season 2
0: next season is going to look very different. Yeah, I am really excited for what we are coming up for. Yeah, you guys like coming up for you guys, coming up with for you guys. Yeah, it's going to look with different for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're both really excited about potential opportunities. Yeah, because we were like. talking
1: this morning about the sheer fact that we just decided on a whim that a podcast would be a really good idea, and that getting a community around just the concept of interior design and making it more achievable and approachable to the everyday person we've just come up with this and been like this is a great idea let's roll with it and now we're going to take a step back and take stock as to exactly how we can best benefit the listeners
0: so stay tuned for that. Yay! We will keep you posted with some dates as to when we'll be kicking back our first yes. episode.
1: We will be back like kind of mid-July. Yeah. we're so not going away
0: for too long. No,
1: so you can't get rid of us that no. easily. But you'll have a couple of weeks without
0: us in your ears. Think about a couple of weeks worth of stories that I'm going to build up. It's actually quite hectic <laughs> to think
1: <laughs> the stories you're going to come back with but we're here for it we're we're so here here for it
0: it. (laughs) so until then Bye. bye